Borderlands Podcast! Oh! Hey. season come and gone. A lot of changes on the horizon. A lot of maybes on the horizon. Uh-huh. Alright, I say we just jump into the two major topics, because uh, Cloud9 winning the finals is not actually a major topic this week, as I... As everyone was... <laughs> we could have talked about this three weeks ago, and we'd have been right. We'd have had the same conclusions. That's, that's true. So Probably. let's the first topic. Uh, double lift? Are, is BioLift back? Uh, according to Jacob uh, Wolf, and Jacob Wolf is quite the accurate motherfucker. Uh, yes. On ESPN, we'll say. Jacob Wolf at ESPN. Yeah. Yep. So, my number one problem with people talking about this move is how they're trying to act like Double If Dating Lena had a goddamn thing to do with this move. Does anybody in their right mind think that Double If Dating Lena had anything to do with this going through? Because, God, no. What fucking team was he going to join? <laughs> <laughs> Golden Guardians, bro. I don't know. <laughs> God damn it! I do hate how Loco brings personal stuff up sometimes. Just well, every once in a while. Personal stuff up, and I don't really think Loco was bringing that up too much. Now uh, here's uh, he did a review of possible teams that uh, Doublelift could go. Um, and he brought up the and uh, Doublelift thing. I mean, in general, yes, it's something you should take into consideration, and. It speaks to the dynamic of that situation, but mm -hmm. if, if he wasn't dating Lena, this move would have still happened. Like, probably, definitely. The only other team he can go to is freaking Cloud Nine, and Cloud Nine doesn't want him. No. Yeah, they're probably well, not doing that. That would be more so the only team that Doublelift would want to go to, probably. Yeah. Other team Doublelift would want to go to. What what else? This so, what does this mean for, like, Kabe? Because Kabe is kind of getting shafted here. Yeah, Absolutely. I was re reading the article and it pointed out that a lot of NA teams are already filled up on import slots and due to the uh, global pandemic shortening the time between seasons in a lot of regions, there's not a lot of time for Kabe to negotiate a deal with someone. So, unless he's getting moved to, like, the academy or something... Um, which is insane because he's like a world's qual like he's a world's level ADC. Um, I, it's really unclear what's going to happen with him, and that's unfortunate, you know. I'm, I'm thinking that they're trading DL and Kabe. That seems to be the only like real. Does move DL have any do. open import slots? They don't, but they can put Kabe on the academy roster and bring up tactical. And it also, it makes monetary sense for TSM, yeah. because it means that TSM don't have to spend as much to get Doublelift, I think. Or at least they'll be able to, like, say they buy out Doublelift's contract, they're also, mm -hmm. uh, they can also have Kabe's contract bought out and as a trade. Yeah. So, there's that. Now, Monty's saying that this trade should be denied for competitive integrity reasons. What does uh, that even mean? I don't know. Like, shouldn't teams be allowed to trade whatever players they want? It's not like they're rigging to make two better teams out of this. They're just trading Doublet because Doublet doesn't fit on TL right now. What is, what is he? I don't even understand that comment, bro. Like... He's also trying to point out a, that it was a conflict of interest, but 
we already we've already said that this trade happens either way. Do, is it possible that it's there because of Lena? Sure. What what other team does Double want to go to? The answer is probably EG. EG has Bang. Mm -hmm. uh, and now Haymon's oh, gone. Boy. Fuck me, dude. This is a good night. <laughs> the one night I really gotta go at eight. <laughs> This right. is crazy. What else can we say about this double it trade? I think it's I don't I don't want to I don't want double it back on TSM. The recording's gonna be fucked because it moved all of our videos. It's around. whatever. Okay. It's a podcast, so not a not a TV show. <laughs> hey, is Hamot gone? He's offline. Uh oh. I have no idea. Uh, his laptop is acting up. Is the DM we just got? Hang on, let me see. If switching over to the two man works. There we go. Okay, the two man works for now. Um, I I don't want him. From a TSM perspective, I don't think this is a good trade for TSM. <laughs> I think this is no, going to hamper the team. Not help Back them. to the old us, by the way. Um. I think it's surprising. I think we had talked about this a couple weeks ago, and we were talking about how, like, there's this idea that maybe Bjergsen didn't really want to play with double lift after last time, that there was some issues there, uh, and maybe those have been resolved or alleviated in some sense, but I mean, like, if I'm a TSM player, I might be a little bit worried because if double lift leaves TSM initially because of compatibility issues or attitude issues, and now he's getting traded off TL because of basically the same issues with a different org, that doesn't inspire a lot of confidence in me. Well, <laughs> um, got, uh got kicked off TSM because they wanted Mithy and they couldn't get Mithy without getting Zven. So they got both Mithy and Zven and that forced them to drop their jungler because now their bot lane is taking up both of their import slots. That trade basically... Was it like they kicked out both of those players not because they yeah. wanted to kick out both of those players, but because they wanted Mythy. And in a general trade idea, that makes no goddamn sense, and I have no idea why they did it, but they did it. Just why? But that's a different problem. But I just, I, I don't want him. I don't want Double Lift. He's been on this team before. They won with Wild mm -hmm. Turtle anyways. Like, if he's just going to check out every spring split, I don't care. And that might happen, right? You know, as long as um, as long as things are the way they are, tournament-wise and points-wise and worlds-wise, um, it might just be you know you double this team starts off with a losing season and or a losing split or a little bit of a rough start. It's like oh whatever, it doesn't matter. That's an open possibility, right? So, um, RNG actually does this. They have a team, or I'm sorry, they have um like a. AD carry that they put in for the, like the first half or two thirds of the year before they put Uzi in because Uzi has a lot of health problems related to uh, playing video games and sitting in a chair all day. So, Which is understandable. But, yeah. but that's like a health reason. That's not a motivation reason. Sure. But it, it also has to do with burnout, meaning he only needs to be on peak cycle from like June to November instead of being on peak cycle from January to November. So do you think that they do something similar with TSM where they put in Kabe for the first split and then double lift for the second split? Or I doubt that, especially given the current like climate of 
the league and everything because mm-hmm. we're going into summer split. There's no time to do the swap out. Um, Kabe is a pretty high ticket item. He was a pretty good eighty carry in the regular season. Anyone who says otherwise is just high. Uh, so I'm just. I, I felt like Kabe did better than double with this split, and I did, and there was no real motivation for TSM to get, take this trade other than to get double with back for the memes. Did it freaking move his camera? Okay, no. Uh, oh, you're on your basically, phone. Basically, oh god, my yeah. Okay, don't bother. Like we can. <laughs> Let's just do this tomorrow. No, no, no we're gonna fi- we're gonna finish this today. We're gonna finish this today. You want to stay like right, you want to stay like this, I mean, or do you want us to go back to the two man Haymont? Uh, we could we could probably. I can't see the topics. Uh, you guys can bring it up anyway. Yep, I'll just change the names there. I just turned uh, off everyone's names. Okay, um, good, 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 good. Um, <laughs> I just don't. So, want to. Hey, so Haymont, do you think that uh double lift or that TSM should want double lift? Um, they probably want a strong voice of leadership right now, since they've been having <coughs> problems getting their style together. Doublelift is certainly that. The only problem is that he's very demanding for bot lane resources. So I don't know how well that would actually tie it over with um the rest of TSM. But he's worked with uh, Bjergsen before. He's worked with um, Biofrost before. There are components of the team that they could probably get together and get on the same page. Um, Broken Blade will probably come along. It's a matter of figuring out how to slot Dardock into this and whether he's actually going to cooperate with Doublelift or whether he's going to cooperate with the rest of the team. Yeah, I, I interesting. I yeah, a little bit. I, at least on the more strategic implementation, I think from a pure uh, player sentiment and like pers- like personal sentiment with Double, I just don't want him on my team anymore. Like he does. It doesn't make any fucking sense. You kicked him off. He had a shitty split, and this is gonna keep happening because this happened before. Like, <laughs> this isn't news. It's not, but I mean, you know, ah, uh, that's a good point. I I fully expect there to be massive criticism criticism for doubles coming onto this team, and if it doesn't work out, TSM has made probably two of the worst roster moves in history. Um. Jeez. I don't think there's going to be any immediate full-on criticism, like full-blown-out criticism that's going to be like, oh, this is a terrible move. You should go read the Reddit threads. There's still (laughs) people who support Doublelift. That's the thing. So it's probably going to be, like, tentative for right now, but as soon as things go south, they're going to be on to get them. (laughs) As soon as things go south. Well, I'll uh, I'll close this topic out with this. Uh, Three down, two to go. Pardon? I want my Svenskeren and Haunter back. You're, do you want Haunter back right now? I will take all of them back. I want that team back. I want to smack Daddy Cloud9 and show them what the real dominating team looks like. You know, I actually don't care if you take Sven anymore because he's not on Cloud9. There you go. There you go. We're putting it back together. The Infinity Gauntlet, here we come. And then they're still going to lose to fucking, like... No, no, 100 no, no, thieves no, no, or some no, no, no. shit. <laughs> you shut your dirty whore mouth. All right. On to Aggressive the, but fair. On to the next topic, which is 
Is MSI canceled? This is uh, re re uh, reported or purported by Travis Gafford on Hotline League last night. The it was it was a floated as a rumor, is what you should say. Yeah, <laughs> he d it yeah. wasn't reported. It was it was a he was exp talking about a rumor. I feel like I should mention the last time that he talked about a rumor. It was that MSI was being delayed, or a rumor like this was that MSI was being delayed, and uh, wasn't going to happen at a normal scheduled time at least. Uh, so now it looks like it will probably be canceled, and I am not surprised at this point. It was supposed to happen, I think, at the end of June? July. July? It was in July. Uh, let me just double check. But like, it doesn't seem like the whole situation of the world is going to be in a better state by then to allow for all these players to travel somewhere to play. And I think the only possible way this was ever going to happen was if they all went to an empty studio and played there with no audience. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I mean, where was MSI supposed to happen? We were never told where it was intended to happen. Okay. It was rumored to have been moved to NA after the pandemic started hitting. Yeah, uh, it's complicated, right? Because, you know, um, a lot of, as of the recording of this, um, a lot of European countries have begun to ease restrictions, which is not to say get rid of them. Um, I don't quite know about uh, Asian countries, and I know certain states have begun to ease restrictions and lockdown orders. So, you know, it looks like on the one hand, things might be slightly more open or at least partially open, but it, it isn't clear that they would be open enough at that point to have that international travel that's required. Um, especially because some nations have more strict or stringent lockdowns about travel or about, you know, where you're going and all this stuff. And so um, it just seems like it makes sense that for the time, you know, obviously there's no way to really do it online. So it seems like for the time being, probably going to be uh, canceled. Not super surprising. Um, unless something really radical changes, right? Which I don't expect it to. No. But um, Here's a question. Do you think next split or worlds will be in online only? Yes, I think the entirety of summer splits regular season will be online, at least for NA, as far as I can tell. Uh, and the only thing I think that might happen is... If conditions improve enough, we might be able to have in-person uh, playoffs, but I wouldn't get my hopes up. I get the feeling that large gatherings are probably going to be banned for the rest of the year, from what I've been seeing. Well, it depends upon the state, right? Because some states are taking very different attitudes, but I know, uh, California seems to be one of the ones. But The company, uh, in general, might just not want to take that liability. Completely fair. I mean, you know, I could see them potentially doing like a, well, maybe not. I could see them doing like a playoffs in studio with no with audience. No audience. Yeah, I, th I, I think we might be able to get in line for that. Yeah. With the, the current trajectories, but I, I'm not an epidemiologist. I can't be certain. Epidemiologist. Epidemiologist. And I don't think, I'm not, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a frightening time. There's a lot of uncertainty, a lot of predictions based off of you know, the information we have that's ever-changing and ever-moving. Ever and mm -hmm. um, I mean, I think that Riot's probably just going to do the best that they can to respond to that information as it comes and not put their players at risk. Uh, 
which is the right thing to do, obviously. Definitely don't want to put the players at risk. But, uh... I'm just sad there's going to be a lot less uh, international competition. And I'm sad that this Cl Cloud9 roster doesn't get to go to uh, MSI. I'm also sad about that. Uh, I would have liked to see how they stacked up internationally, but, you know, the world times being what they are, we can't always hey, Mom, what's get your, what, everything. What's your take on the MSI potentially being canceled? I'm gonna be sad. We can only theorycraft how C9 would have done, and not actually see how they would have stacked up against some of the best teams in the world. But you know, safety comes first above all else. Um, and maybe we get um, in-person playoffs by the end of summer. Uh, I don't think, unless uh, something drastically changes, I don't think we're gonna have uh, worlds either. You think it's going to be Worlds? I I think I think Worlds will be in studio only. I think that's how that one will pan out. Uh, you know, I think it's the complicated thing with Worlds is just it's, it's the... you know I know that uh, some people oh, I don't know how to pronounce his name that oh, what the fuck hold on let me look up who this man is. It's basically the defining tournament at the end of the year. And it's such a huge event for Riot. It's their 10th oh. year of esports. Their entire 10th year celebration has been demolished. And now we get to celebrate yeah. it in NA the year after. So uh, I'm happy. <laughs> um, that guy who's uh, that Dr. Fauci guy, who's yeah. the head of the director, the director of National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Disease. Yeah. He said a few places that he anticipates in the fall, in the coming fall, um, American classes and schools being able to resume which would mean that at least in america he seems to think that you would have some return to some like medium-sized gatherings i think worlds probably would not have an audience or at least not a huge one it would be in studio um, i would think yeah and the question only the only question for me is not like is is, a, is about other countries right so come fall time what are the restrictions in China, Korea, and the various European countries going to look like. Because oh, it's not just... The uh, emerging all regions. The, all the emerging regions, right? Because as this thing affects different countries at different speeds or at different times, um, it becomes harder and harder to predict, right? Like, we might be able to say that, like, next... Uh, the, you know, like, America might be fine come world's time, right? Um, but or at least fine enough to hold it in studio, but what about the rest of the world? And, and you know, it becomes... You know, it's... It's, uh, it's hard to tell. Um, thing that I'm worried about is that... Uh, oh, I'll say... Oh, keep going. How, how restricted uh, international travel will be, because just... You can't host an international online tournament. There no, exactly. Too much uh, problems with internet pain between regions and stuff like that. But it would be how international travel is uh, coming during that time. And also, um, when you're talking about like uh, countries within Asia, there has been news that there has been a relapse of the virus uh, spreading again, um, even though the countries are still open, they're monitoring it, they're keeping uh, strict social distancing, but people can still go outside. Um, it's just a little bit worrisome hearing about uh, news like that coming from the East. So, like I said, 
I'm not necessarily sure that they would permit uh, international travel for things such as sports or anything like that. Even esports. Yeah, that I feel like that would be the major hurdle is travel. I think that the U.S. will probably be in a, a state where we could hold that kind of event, but it's getting it's being able to get the players here safely. That is the major. Yeah, major. That's barrier. the big. That's the big old problem. Um, I would be disappointing if the world's uh, if worlds had to get canceled, but that's a you know that's a problem for a little bit down the line and. Like I said, we, we don't have all the information. This is still ever-changing. We yep. could just wind up where uh, we might hit a point where, oh, all right, every country can start beginning, like, tame international travel or something along those lines where you'd have to do permissions, visas, and stuff. I doubt that uh, they would get permissions we... for sports entertainment. Hmm. Maybe. I'm not quite sure, but we'll have to find out then. <laughs> All right. Now, uh, let's move on from the dry topics to uh, Haymon's favorite part of the show because it's the part where his team did well. Yay. (laughs) (laughs) FlyQuest, on a side note, uh, FlyQuest also put up a post. They have planted 8,440 trees from uh, their winnings to split. Nice. Um, They were, if they did uh, win the... uh, championship they would have planted an additional ten thousand so i'm really proud of the boys for putting that out <laughs> first and foremost i'm mad uh, at cloud nine for depriving the world of ten thousand more trees <laughs> yeah, we didn't need them um <laughs> i'm kidding i'm kidding oh we have fun um mm-hmm. but uh flyquest really put out a good series you saw how well they did into uh, uh eg uh going three and one you also saw games three and four where EG actually started to put up a real fight. Um, and then uh, in their C9 series, they did their best. It it wasn't enough. <laughs> it, it wasn't. Um, while it looked competitive from game to game, uh, C9 was just the overall better team. Uh, Synergy-wise, in their bot lane, they even let... They just uh, beat FlyQuest at the game. I am shocked that uh, EG did not beat FlyQuest. I thought that they should have had it in the bag, but I think Solo was, like, the tipping point that FlyQuest needed to be able to handle them because it didn't look like Viper could handle, uh... Who the hell? Kumo. Like, well enough. Like, it was just an even matchup, but against Solo, Kumo could do nothing. Kumo was useless. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, they were talking about it on the announcer desk uh, when at the end of game three, where they put two bands towards Kumo, and even though Kumo wasn't the one who was performing on EG, he was still having a similar performance from throughout the series. Uh, what I'm very weird, very interested, and also a little weird. Uh, <sighs> it's interesting that EG never tried to do a one-three-one comp instead of uh, doing their straight uh, 5v5 comp. Which is uh, what I found interesting, because they previously beat FlyQuest with 1-3-1, with um, uh, Jizuke on Malzahar and Rise. Uh, that's how they put uh, FlyQuest into the loser bracket. But I just find it very 
interesting that they chose not to go with that strategy again, or at least attempt that strategy in perhaps the second or third game. The problem is, is Malzahar doesn't beat any of the champions that uh, like us are picking in the mid lane. And they played Corky a bunch, and Oriana, and uh, Victor. Like, those are all pretty good dueling champions who have a lot of, like, light poke and, and like, damage, not damage over time, but, like, sustained damage that mm -hmm. basically render uh, Malzahar's shield useless, and his wave clear is a moot point for those champions. So you got to be able to keep up and wave clear and be useful in other ways. Otherwise, you're not going to be able to uh, beat out Power of Evil. And Power of Evil's champion pool is too crazy. Indeed. <laughs> I just... I feel like... I feel like they didn't play around their bot lane well enough, and that's kind of what bit them. That's fair. They did not let... I don't think they let Zazel get uh, Tom Kench during any of the games. Uh, Zazel got Tom Kench game three. The one game they won. <laughs> For a yeah. different reason, but still. Tom Kench has been uh, one of the game, one of the champions that allows uh, him and Bang to affect the map and move around. I don't think the it was Bang. Zazel and Vulcan can. <laughs> no, it was... It looks like it was only banned once in this whole series. And that was the last game. Meaning that they could have played it for the first two games and elected to play Callista uh, Tark. Eric? Okay. So, I, that, that's what I'm, I'm saying when I mean they didn't really play to their bot lane strong enough. They tried to play around their mid lane. They, for some reason... Picked Kindred uh, for the jungler and Graves. Like, they tried to put a lot of power into Svenskeren, and I don't think Svenskeren was able to, like, utilize it. Santorin was just destroying him without even trying. The only time that he lost was when Svenskeren had uh, Gragas and Santorin was running Nocturne. Nocturne isn't really good into Gragas because if Nocturne ults in, Gragas just combos him. Also, um, in game one, Ignar, uh, FlyQuest noted that there were four squishy champions and they just gave Ignar Blitz, which prevents, if any one of them gets hooked, they just get destroyed. Yeah. yeah. Blitzcrank is uh, real good into squishies because, uh, three targets, they just start chucking hooks. A yoink? It's like, <laughs> oh, wait, I can hook everyone? Okay, it's just on top. now. Actually, well, the other thing is, is you, you shouldn't really pull Tarek, because he might just stun you. Um, you well, can, yeah, Tarek's a bad pull, but... You can still CC him, unless, like, the Tarek, uh... Well, this is Zazel. Unless they played around that hook, or were expecting the hook. Um, God forbid a pro right, expect a blitz hook. <laughs> yeah, but if they just grab the Tarek, right, most of the time you can still burst him down. At least fast enough that he can't get his ultimate off. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm still just very disappointed. I, I kind of wanted Svenskeren to get in there and beat Cloud Nine, beat up Cloud Nine, and uh, have his chance at revenge for getting kicked off the team as the MVP of the last split. Mm-hmm. Oh. oh, speaking of MVP, Blabber won MVP. What do you guys think of that? 
Oh, he's been insane, and uh, apparently my theory has been wrong. He's just good. <laughs> I mean, he's playing we with all knew. four winning lanes. <laughs> like, every player on his team is probably number one in their position. It's hard to do bad on jungle. This happens a lot. This happened to Rainover when he was on IMT. They're like, Rainover's amazing. Rainover goes to any other team, and he's dog shit. Yeah. So... <laughs> it's easy to it it your job as a jungler when your whole team is winning is unbelievably easy because you get the rotations to your jungle when you're invaded. You get the help when you invade. You get the rotations for Drakes or you have the opportunity to solo Drakes and Rift Heralds because you're looking at extreme lane pressure from all around, right? Like when your team is winning, you can your job as a jungler becomes She's excruciatingly free. Like, it's great. Um, I do understand that. But like I've been saying, he's been making some, like, plays with <laughs> uh, the Gragas that I wouldn't normally have expected him to. Even in the 2v1 against the POE within the series, um, where him and Vulcan were just on point together and were able to... Uh, you could say scum PoE out of a kill, but it it just looked like they were. Uh, C nine just had another type of synergy that FlyQuest couldn't match. <laughs> but uh, I'm getting sidetracked. Blabber has made a lot of plays that have looked like something that I wouldn't expect from Blabber in the past. I'd expect Blabber to make aggressive plays. I just wouldn't expect him to look this good while doing it. I'm not saying Blabber's a bad player. I'm just saying that he might not be the best player in the league. He might not be the best jungler in the league simply because he's playing on a team with the best players. Like, that happens a lot where bad players can look really good on a team full of high-caliber players. Like, I, I, don't, I wouldn't still go on to say that he's a bad player. Um, he might not be the best jungler in the league if he was placed on another team. Um... When he was placed in another team, he might not do as well. But I don't think he's like the worst. I don't think he's bottom half in the jungle. No. Uh, in this league, not. so I don't think we can call him a bad no. jungler. Uh, no. I just think that he's he his skill might be inflated here. Um, I also find it ludicrous that Niski hasn't won MVP, but both of his junglers have. Yeah, Niski probably yeah. should have got. Yeah, but. <laughs> <laughs> Niski played insane. Niski's a and monster. Kept, they just kept giving him Zoe's and Zoe's and Zoe's and Zoe's. He's like, I'll just let it rip. I don't even need practice, my guy. <laughs> he was like, I didn't think I'd be able to get this, but I guess since y'all want me <laughs> to have this pick, I'll take it. <laughs> All right, let's talk about the C9 series real quick before Haymont goes into a coma from getting scarred. Uh, uh heartbreak. <laughs> uh, I, I, Niski's really good at at a Vigar. Why don't yes. people remember this ever? Um, he does whip it out. For it's supposed to be something that him and Blabber can use to punish like things that uh, have dashes like Azir and stuff. Because as mm -hmm. soon as you either you lock him in the cage, if he doesn't have a flash, he's supposed to die. But to PoE's credit, he played around the pick very well. It wasn't <sighs> um Nisky and Blabber running mid lane. Right, uh, they lost later into the game from C9's great team fighting. 
and their great uh, synergy with their players. They, as well as a uh, turtle, also chucking. Uh, I believe one play he chucked one play, and the second one, it was a little bit unexpected. But he probably should have been able to escape. Uh, to so, prevent that from happening. So game one is, is the only game that looked competitive. The other two just looked like FlyQuest had lost all hope and were just rolling over. And they couldn't really mm-hmm. keep it together and nothing worked. But ga- I, if I had seen three game ones, I'd have said this game was much, the series was much closer. Even if they lost all three of them, I would have thought it was a much closer series than it turned out to be. Because, of course, they're closer games. But it, it, it would have shown that FlyQuest not only could have kept playing these close matches, but that they weren't fall, uh, falling apart every time they lost for it. If they showed up, and it, especially if this, game, if this went to five games, uh, I might have been like, this is disputed. FlyQuest might actually be a better team if you give them more games. But we're not going to find out because we only got five. Now, on an individual level, level, it looks like all all of Cloud9 are better than FlyQuest. So, it's really hard to say. And I feel like FlyQuest uh, were really crippled every time Wild Turtle was uh, was getting caught. I, I shouldn't say caught out, but like, when when C9 would focus Wild Turtle, they would, uh, FlyQuest had nothing. Yes. And I, I don't know why poe and santorin couldn't like really get more done it's really hard to say but mm-hmm. them's the breaks oh also game two niski whipped out the fucking yasuo to counterpick power of evil's uh, uh syndra just wild yes that one was a crushing game and also i'm pretty sure ignar was also playing blitzcrank again with much less success that's game one, yeah. That, the Blitzcrank seemed very useless this game. It, oh, it, it was in game one. Okay. It, it didn't seem to help much at all. He has to land hooks onto basically Zven. No one else is really worth hooking. I guess you can hook... Uh, or Blabber. Bla- no, because Blabber. Blabber has an ultimate. You have to burst mm-hmm. him through it, and that's almost impossible with their team comp. It's only Santorin who can really burst Blabber down. I... I no. I, I think that with the Blitzcrank silence, like, you can layer it properly that you can't get it off and just dies. Once kind again, of? <laughs> but first you, need to, first you need to land the hook, though. That was the big issue. And he wasn't uh, landing those on Zven. Or, um... yeah, the idea between FlyQuest Game 1 is that Azir will ult off um, Kindred from her ultimate. And he did that several times, and she just flashed back onto it every time. Never worked out. Or that uh, Ignar would pull someone off of the Kindred Ultimate. And once again, same thing. Never happened. Um, but the two defining plays for Game 1 were... Um, one, when FlyQuest were trying to set up an ambush in the mid lane botside river bush. Um, and Turtle got hooked. And it looks like they didn't expect... Uh, C9 to just pour everything on Killing Turtle. It was uh, one Nautilus that landed on Turtle, and immediately Sven misfortunes, and he just dies. And then FlyQuest can't commit the play again. <laughs> <laughs> right, that 
that's where the first turtle uh kind of botched play was. The second one was FlyQuest had actually just won a team fight. They just finished scrapping. It was only Solo, and uh, yeah, Solo, um, Ignar, and Turtle who were alive. Niski was in Zonia's, and then after Niski comes out of stasis, he hits a Q and a W lands right on top of Turtle and stops them from being able to get a Baron or a Dragon. Yep. Right afterwards. That was uh, mm-hmm. that was like the most unfortunate timeline. They they had just won a team fight, and it's like, but we can't get anything, so we didn't win a team fight. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> and then I'm pretty sh- I pretty sure C9 got the Drake, and either I believe they got Ocean Soul that game. <laughs> it was a bit if. FlyQuest could have maybe got an Ocean Soul or the Baron if Turtle hadn't died there, but it's just heartbreaking to see. For which one of us? Oof! For me. <laughs> For which one of us again? Because I feel great, dog. <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm sorry. Keep going. Keeps you know. Keep it up. I'm I apologize. Your feelings are. You know. My sadness. All right, and. Uh, game two, game three, they weren't uh as close at all. Um, all right, hang on, let's let's get off this because we got a, a few more things we got to touch on before uh, we close out the show, and Matt's got to go at eight. Uh, okay. Let's say goodbye to EG first, actually, because they were the first ones eliminated. Goodbye, uh, evil geniuses. They did better than they looked like they would do at the beginning of the split. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It was almost exactly what I said they would do. I, I said they were probably going to come up and be like top three or something. I think I put Cloud9 fourth. But again, that's regular seasons, not not playoffs. But I am rather impressed that how EG was able to sort of improve themselves over the split. It, like, they started off looking absolutely lost. All their player interviews looked absolutely dismal. It, 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 it looked like a failed team but then they come out and they finish top three and I, I, I can just say I'm impressed I don't think there's any roster changes that this team needs to do I think they should go into summer looking to just simply improve themselves and improve as uh, teammates and try to make a push for Worlds if Worlds ends up happening <laughs> unfortunately large if <laughs> What, what, uh, what, do you, what do you guys think? I probably a little bit harsher. I think that they might want a better top laner than Kuno. Who, who are they gonna get? You can pick up Ponser from GG. He's been who's currently off. not a better top laner than Kuma. And isn't Actually, already on a, a starting point. roster. The only one who is, is available, I think, is Lorlo. Lorlo? Um, yeah, that's the only. And I don't think that that's. I don't think he's playing Kumo either. I I, yeah, I, I don't a, know if he is or isn't. Just well, I I think it's close. If anything, yeah. I mean, it might be that Kumo pulls ahead, but I I mean. <laughs> I think that. Oh, that's a tight call, my boy. I think Kumo pulls ahead because he's been with EG uh, longer, and they can work on his synergy more instead of uh, plugging in Lorlo and then having to figure out that uh, how he works with the team all over again. <laughs> That's it. But, like, Kumo has his moments, but he can also be very exploitable in them. <laughs> That's been uh, one of the problems that I've noted with EG. And it's 
the disconnect between their bot lane and the rest of the team is something that they also need to figure out. But those are because it has been a split long problem and something that has cost them games too. Yeah. It's not that they're bad. It's not that their bot lane's bad. It's not necessarily uh, that their top side of the map's bad either. It's just that disconnect has been a major problem. Matt, what's your uh, what's your take on what EG should be lo doing looking forward? I think they should be praying to God that Cloud9 and FlyQuest lose some skill. <laughs> uh, I, be I, I think everyone praying. should be praying for that one. I think they pray to whatever gods may be for the fall off. <laughs> um, I don't really know. Um, Kumo might have been their weakest link, but I don't think they have like a clear path at a better top laner, realistically. Uh, with the market being what it is. Um, He's looking I, for contracts. <laughs> You're looking not for, wrong. Looking for the jungler contract? No, Huni's looking for Huni's looking for a team. Yeah, but Huni is not better than Kumo. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... Huni might have, Huni might have higher highs. Um, definitely also has lower lows. Yeah, I think I would value the consistency of Kumo over the extraordinary via uh, via volatility. <laughs> volatility. Volatility. Oh, God damn it! Imagine EG Hootie, I'd fucking cry. <laughs> I, look, it's a pretty real possibility. All right, let's do, let's say goodbye to FlyQuest. I fucking wish it weren't. Real quick, hey Mont, hey Mont, what do you gotta say to your boys as they uh, go off into this month long off season, three weeks long love, off season? I do love them. I think Turtle really showed up for the playoff series more so than I expected him to. I especially loved him flashing forward in um, his series against uh, TSM and the occasion three times, right? It was a great pop-off for him. But I do think that um, they need to get better synergy in the bot lane. And they also need to figure out uh, some more picks for Ignar. Because uh, some of them weren't showing up. Uh, in the game 3 against C9, FlyQuest got their duo. They got Zyra Khan. And it looked like Sven was the better AD carry uh, throughout the entire game. Probably because he is. Yes. <laughs> and there was definitively no way that um, their bot lane compared to C9 in that game three, even if they were close in, uh, actually not even close in game one because Turtle got caught out twice and lost in the game. So. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Hey, are you he, counting he... that team fight is getting called out? <laughs> I, I'm counting it as Don't. a miscalculation from the entirety of FlyQuest. What? That's, that's, that's a stupid way to look at team fights. <laughs> Total got caught out before. after three of his frontliners are dead. No, 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 no. I'm talking about the, the first one in game one where they were like, oh, hey, look, there's an ADC right over here. And then uh, Vulcan went, well, fuck. <laughs> And the entirety Fuck of C9 just destroyed Turtle. Yeah, basically, that's what happened. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. So they do need to figure out um, uh, more picks for Ignar, because in the C9 series, they were able to pinch him a little bit. And he wasn't as effective on the Blitzcrank as he was 
against EG. And they just need to have him play a bit more stable picks. If he could have taken out a Bromp, or even Leona. Ignar has also had a very good Leona as well. Uh, I would appreciate that showing up a bit more come next split. <laughs> I just don't think either of those options are what beats Cloud9. And Me. I, I, I don't think they need to make any changes. I think they need they need to do the same thing that I think EG need to do, and they need to get introspective and and improve themselves. That's, I agree with that. Because it, 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 that's what happens every time you talk about these top teams. Is it's like, well, uh, you got second. What should you do? Well, we can't get any of the players from the first place team because why the hell would they give them to us? <laughs> um, so I guess we just have to get better. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, think, that's fair. And I think they're capable of doing it, though. Yeah, I, th- I think that they haven't hit their ceiling quite yet. I think adding Solo at the end of the split really gave them a good boost. And that will probably, like, hopefully they can bring that into summer. But besides that, uh, there's not much, many more changes I think that they could even make. Besides, the only, and I mean, only change that I think is available to them is to get Kabe. And I don't think Kabe is going to go to this team, because I don't think this team wants to lose Turtle either. I don't think they could get Kabe, because then who are you going to put out, right? Uh, Do you put out PoE, who I don't think is a resident as yet, or do you put out Ignar, who I also is not a resident as yet? Yeah, there's the other problem. We're not even thinking about import slots. Though, they can waive... Theoretically, they could waive import slot restrictions for the summer, given roster restrictions, because no one can fly into the country. That's true. That that's a big if. It, but we'll honestly, just... I don't think that's that big of an if. I feel like that like if all the teams could petition for that and not and it, it's like, well, the odds are worlds might get canceled or won't matter. So why don't we just waive these restrictions so that we can actually make some roster moves in this offseason? But I, I I doubt it would happen, but I don't feel like it's that big of a leap. That's fair. Hmm. Uh, we okay. Got five minutes left to talk about the MSI that's not going to happen. <laughs> okay, how do we think C9 will do? Depends upon who else goes. What other teams we want to see there? I'm famous for not knowing any teams outside of North America. You should we'll know the ones push. who are going to be there. They were at Worlds. I don't care. They're not real teams. No, okay. Wow. <laughs> they're not real teams right. because, because they're going to all get crushed by C9. Yeah. I'll give You're you the, right. I'll give you the favorites. just a three-year gap, four-year gap. Three years and one extra year in, in like a twenty thirteen. Okay. I think C9 is probably going to go to the finals if there's an MSI. Okay, so here, here's who's going. G two is going. Um, it looks like uh, Korea is a competition between Gen G, T one, and Dragon X, and mm-hmm. LPL looks like it's between Invictus Gaming, JD Gaming, Fun Plus Phoenix, and Top Esports. Now you've probably um, never heard of two of them because they're kind of new. I have not heard of two of them. I think uh, G2 would probably underperform given the recent performances. I think it would probably be they like... They 3-0'd their final. I thought they got clapped. No, they uh, 3 0 their final. They lost to Mad Lions, which was unexpected, and they went to a loser bracket. And then oh, I see. I'm an idiot. I don't pay attention to these things. Everyone afterwards. I am not going to comment on it. I'm just going to say C9 in the finals, first or second place. <laughs> Who do you want to want to see them play against? Do you want to see them play against uh, T1 with Faker? Or I don't do you want, want to see them against Dwayne Bewey. 
I would like to see them against either of those two teams, to be honest. I think they would both be really exciting matchups. I, honestly, those that, that's my favorite. I, I want to see those two. I think IG is... I don't know. It's old hat. I don't really care about IG anymore. Fun plus Phoenix seem to be interesting. I've actually heard a lot about top esports and watching them. I've on literally never play. heard of them until now. <laughs> right. Well, I've been hearing about them this split because I think they have Knight, who is this prodigy everyone's been talking about, who hasn't gotten to go to Worlds yet. So I'm like, okay, I don't care. He hasn't gone to an international event. But it's just, I, I there seems to be a good like between Fun plus Phoenix and Top. Those are the two I want to see out of China. Uh, I'm a little sad we don't get to see Fnatic. At the theoretical MSI, but that's what happens when you underestimate G2, I guess. Yeah, so that, that's what I'm looking forward to. I, who the hell is even on Gen G? I don't know. We have three minutes to figure it out, though. Hey, Mont, who do you think is your favorite? What do you think is going to happen? Hey, Mont. Hey, Mont. We lost Hey, Mont. Got it. Okay, Anthony. We both answered the question. Bro. All right. <laughs> like, uh, we are out. Looks like we're out of topics. Do you want to take us home? Yes, I will. Uh, I'll do it for the spring split of 2020 on the Legendary League of Legends podcast. We're probably not going to do another show for the next two weeks at least. I don't know. We should have one. Oh, there he goes. There he goes. <laughs> uh, let me just do that. Uh, we should have one for the for a little preface before the summer split. Uh, God damn it, Haymont. We're ending the show. <laughs> we'll do a little preface before the summer split for power rankings and uh, some other stuff. Probably be on Tuesdays at 8, considering they'll probably bring back Monday Night League at that point. But we'll let you know. Watch the VODs on my YouTube channel, Legendary Podcasts. Have a nice Bye. day. Have a great night, guys.